0: What links Zola, Muller, Fernandinho, Canu, Carl Jenkinson and Craig Dawson? Well, they're all massive fans of the Kit Mag pod, but they also wore shirt number 25. Welcome to episode 25 of the Kit Mag pod. So this week we've got Kit News, Kit History, a Chelsea feature, Confessions of a Kit Man and Kit Room 101. But before we get into that, hi gents. Hi, it's Mike, Footy Shirts. And Scott, Flying Scotty. Hello and
1: it's Tom at Shirt Fan. And as usual it's Agent at Football Shirt Hallie. How are we all? Very hot. (laughs) Super. (laughs) Melting. We've all got our summer shirts on today. Are you all keeping hydrated? If gin (laughs) hydrates,
2: then Yes. (laughs) It's still fucking cold in Scotland. So. <laughs> what? What? What is? What is warm in Scotland? What? What do you regard as warm? Anything over like six degrees? Not Mate, if it gets to sixteen, that's like everybody's out with their tops off.
0: <laughs> well, the poor weather might explain your demeanour, Scott. But anyway, let's move on to this week's news. In this week's news, we're concentrating on. Two of the poorer nations in the United Kingdom, we've got new releases from Scotland and Wales. Scott, do you want to kick us off with Scotland? Yeah, so today um, Hibbs introduced
2: their new home kit to the world. And it's actually, for me, I think it's another great shirt. Last season's shirt, they had the map of Leith, which is obviously the area in Edinburgh where the stadium is located. And this year, uh, produced by Joma again, they've gone for a stadium graphic, which actually seems to be quite a common theme across a few home shirts uh, that have been released lately. But they've got a, a, a graphic of the famous West Stand on the on the front of the shirt, and with the slogan that's "All roads lead to Easter Road." Um, but yeah, it's a really nice shirt, standard green and. Green and white, they've got the Scottish thistle on the back of the neck, which is a, a, a theme that was brought across from last season as well. But they've got, the, the thing that I found most interesting about it is that they've got this campaign going on at the moment called the Greenest Club in Scotland. So the shirt is produced by recycled materials, not 100%. There's certain aspects of the shirt, like the collar and the cuffs is 100% recycled material. And the rest of the shirt is, uh, you know, they've used a, a percentage of recycled materials. But what that means is that there is no player-issue version of the shirt because they're trying to be this green club. Then the, the shirt that you buy in the club shop that there's only one version of is the exact same shirt that the players will wear in the pitch. So it's, uh, yeah, it's inherently you will be buying a player-issue shirt, which I thought was um was pretty cool. Have you guys had a look at it?
1: Yeah, I'm all for that, that bit about the store-bought one being the same as what the players wear. I think that's that's great, and other merchandisers should probably take notice of what Joma are doing. One thing I did find interesting about this shirt was, I think Joma have done this on a few of their kits. I've got a Katafi one somewhere upstairs, and that has a similar kind of slogan around the hem of the shirt. And I noticed that this one has it too, and it says, trust, togetherness and integrity, which are the club values. But that's interesting, because... They've just appointed Lee Johnson as their new manager. And if they're talking about trust, he was a former Hearts player.
0: Nice shirt though, isn't it? I mean, generally have been doing good things for hips for a couple of years now. I really like that MAP shirt. I thought it was very good. And the stadium shirt's excellent as well. I just wondered how many other ideas and concepts they could go with in the future that we've already seen before. Because I think Chelsea did stadium shirt quite a few years ago. If I see another MAP shirt, uh, I'm just going to give up collecting football shirts
2: but there's a lot of if you i mean we're going to be discussing a few of the new releases today i think we've got at least two stadium sublimated stadium shirts this week and we had a couple last week as well but i mean for me okay it's the same idea but at least it's bespoke you know they're they're putting the bigger teams to shame you know pumping out nike templates for every single international team and adidas aren't far behind so the fact that you can be I'll have to shamefully admit it being a Hibs fan, so I'm allowed to say it. But a smaller club, you know, the fact that these brands are giving them bespoke designs as a fan, it's making me happy that you're not just getting the old Leicester City treatment where you get you get a, you get a team wear shirt with a badge printed on it. So
0: I think, yeah, it's no, I joke. It's a very 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 good
3: looking shirt, very nice shirt. I like the shirt. It's weird because I'm not I'm not a big fan of like stadium graphics, to be honest with you, like especially. I like it when a shirt takes inspiration from the stadium. Like Bayern have done it a couple of times. They did one that was based on the outside of the Allianz, one that was based on the lights and so on. I'm not always a fan of when there's just this, this big graphic, almost like a you know a photo that's been printed on the shirt. But I've got to admit, I do think that the Hibs one's been done really, really well. I think it's probably been done better than some I've seen before. And like you say, even that aside, the fact they've got a bespoke kit and it's it's all, all one kit, no player issue, no stadium difference. I think
2: it's great, to be honest. Looks good. It's almost like Joma have been looking at um, the Twitter community's pictures because instead of a picture of the whole stadium, it's an angled photo of one part of the stand, which is the standard uh, Twitter shirt picture.
0: If they'd chosen their own picture, they'd probably gone with Tyne Castle.
1: I think it's actually a a well-balanced shirt, isn't it, though? I mean, I know what you're saying, Mike. It can be clunky when you stick these almost like photographic images on, on a pattern, but it's well-balanced. I think, you know, it's got the white sleeves and, and shoulders and, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty smart, I think.
0: I will, Yeah, I agree. I'll definitely be buying this one again. I think we're all fans there, so let's move on to Wales. We've got a couple of releases there, and Mike, let's kick us off with Merthyr.
3: Yeah, so Mertha released their Away kit this week, which is a really nice kit. Everybody would have noticed in the same colours of Shakhtar Donetsk. Now, obviously, with everything going on in Ukraine, it's quite obvious that there's a show of support for, for the Ukrainians with that as well, but there's actually a lot more to it than meets the eye. So basically, long story short, uh, many, many years ago, I think I looked it up, 1870, uh, a guy by the name of John Hughes actually travelled to uh Russia, what was then Imperial Russia, to to start an ironworks. And basically the town that he started that in was named, I've got this written down so I knew I'd forget it, it was named Huzovka. Um, and within Mm. two years basically there was there was an active iron production there and that town actually went on to become the city of Donetsk so the link isn't just about um, you know supporting Ukraine there is a genuine link between Mirtha and Donetsk which I think is brilliant and I think it goes back a little bit when we didn't put or the guff that goes with shirts into room 101, what I said was we'd be losing the good ones. And this is one of the good ones. that I think that, you know, we wait for to come along with these things.
1: Yeah, I think it's, it's a brilliant shirt. And it's brilliant, it, not through the design necessarily, but just that story. I think the story is a seller. And again, like we said, it's important to show support for what's going on in Ukraine as well, because it's still very much happening over there but that story is brilliant
3: just one other little bit that goes with it as well i did basically the word shakta apparently actually means miners and i think their nickname is the miners as well obviously we yeah it's it's known as that um and that obviously all comes from exactly the same thing so the history of the city even the history of the club is is actually you know it was all founded and started by a welshman which is which is mad
0: no way i really like that story really nice
2: i think again it's and it's it it's another bespoke shirt isn't it there's a they've carefully picked the design there's a backstory to it and it's and not only is it you know raising awareness for a very important issue but again it's it you know it's in purely in terms of the of the shirt story it's it's another bespoke shirt for a for a a smaller team and I and I think that's a, a big positive you know and and it'll raise awareness and it'll make the fans buy it
0: because it's it's unique like
2: that, so I think it's really cool.
0: Right, should we move on um, further south of the peninsula? I say, not knowing where Murphy is, but I do know that Swansea is in the Gower. So, Tom, got some Swansea releases.
1: So, yeah, Swansea this week they announced their home and away kit for the new season. Um, we might have seen online, I don't know if people have seen this, this post season, they had a new club crest that they announced, and that club crest is a retro design based on the kits they had between 92 and 1997 and they've also gone back to that area with these kits as well um the home shirt is is white obviously the swansea classic swansea look and it has that new crest on there but it has a nice collar which has a black kind of detail that is over the probably a quarter of the collar and then it has a, a nice red line and this is a nod to their 1992-93 shirt which again people may have seen as a a much funkier design. It has that red and black pattern all the way across the shirt, which is classic 90s look. But they've had a nod to that in this home shirt, and it's they've kind of gone with that throwback design, but it stands out as a kit in its own right, I think, this one.
2: Does anybody else get Team GB vibes from the sleeve? If they made the orange a slightly, you know, more red, that could easily have been a Team GB shirt.
3: I hadn't noticed that until you said it, but yeah. it's just funny because looking at the two, I... I'm not overly keen on the home shirt. I think it's a bit, it's a bit hit or miss for me. I'm not a big fan, but the away shirt, I really, really like. But now every time I look at it, I'm going to see a Team GB
0: shirt. (laughs) the (laughs) first thing I thought. (laughs) Now that away shirt is, is, is special. Um, I, I really like it. It stands out. The home shirt, I just wish they'd gone a bit more all out. You know, they've gone for the debossed pattern, haven't they? Replicating a 90s shirt. But I just think they should have gone all out and did that, you know, with, with a sublimated colour or something like that just to make it stand out a bit more because, you know, to the eye, it looks a little bit... See, I'm the other way. I prefer the home
1: shirt. I think it I think it could be a, a grower, that one. And like you said, it's got that debossed pattern on the, the one part of the chest. I think it's uh, it'd probably be a really nice shirt when you see it in hand, I reckon.
3: Well, Scott would definitely prefer the away because if, it reminds me of a Team GB where
1: a Scotsman might
3: actually get a chance to play an international tournament, so... Oh, I have got a,
1: a little link a nice fact about this uh this shirt as well so that the, the um home shirt based on that 92 93 shirt there is a player that played for that swansea team in that season that has a link to the kit of the year this year as decided by classic football shirts i just wondered if anyone could figure out who that player is so the kit
3: of the year was the venezia home shirt i got i got a shout on this would it be any was it ethan anything to do with ethan Ampadu? is it is he was it his dad that was a footballer? So did his dad play for Swansea at the time then? That's exactly it. So Kwame Ampadu, no
1: Ethan's dad played in that Swansea in that Swansea kit 92-93. And now wow. he, his son played in the kit of the year 21-22.
2: I was gonna say I couldn't name a current Swansea player, far less one from
0: 92-93. <laughs> Before we conclude this week's news, let's just rattle through some of the new releases. How did you guys like the way we did it last week in terms of one-word answers? Apart from Scott, Tom, Mike, how did you like it? Good. Okay. Difficult. Yeah. I'll, I'll take that as consent. Here we go. So, Cambridge town, home. Decent. Hummel. Plain yellow shirt. Cambridge United away. Matching. Chevrons. Looks like Coventry. Middlesbrough. Awful. Ravenelli. Yeah, terrible. York alternate. Chocolate. Class. Heritage. Sporting. Lisbon. Repetitive. Boring. Inverse. Atletico Madrid. USA. Yeah, MLS. 1994. Bohemians. Hate. Tramps. Boss. Swindon Town. Fjortoft. Wavy. Retro. Chami
2: Ravers. Okay. It's the rubbish white shirt with like three tiny coloured lines on it.
0: Modern. PSV. Classy. Chess. Croatia. Dundee. Quality. United. Nailed it. Ipswich Town Home. Roback. Ginger. Sheeran. And Ipswich Away. Retro. Boomer. Yeah, yeah. Lines. And finally, I know Robham released a couple of shirts recently, but Robham Away. Dortmund Harland. Same as Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Did any of those stand out for anybody particularly? I thought the Dundee
2: Away was really cool. The, the brush stroke. And it was Macron again. And they're, they, they've just done a really nice collar. Cool pattern. I thought that was a
1: really good one. To be fair, I was probably a bit disingenuous with that United comment. Actually, that away shirt, yeah. The Argentina link. Didn't Canigia play for Dundee? Yes. I like that.
3: And honestly, two for me that stand out. I actually really like the Atletico Madrid shirt. I think it looks really, really smart. It's different. Um, And the other one, to be honest, is the York. I think it is bloody brilliant. I know when you guys chatted to the designer, he, he said that there was a, a good away shirt to come
0: and he's not wrong. I think it's again, one of the best releases so far. Yeah. I think it's another shirt to come. I think that's the turn it maybe. And there's another way wants to come. But um, for me, you're, I think I really like the rubber and away. I think that's really nice. Um we joke about it being Dortmund but it's a throwback to an early Rotherham shirt I think it's I think it's great it actually looks nice in the Dortmund shirt especially the sponsor and of course the Swindon Town home shirt very very nice
2: a couple of stadiums in there as well the Rotherham home and the Ipswich home again was a homage to the stadiums just,
3: just before we finish off one I did notice that we haven't spoke about this week I and mean, obviously we don't we, we try and keep the internationals in there has anybody seen the, the releases for Moldova? yeah, yeah I have it, seen those they're really nice really for, nice uh, anybody listening that hasn't go and check them out because i think they are incredible they're made by jaco and i think they are up there for me with the best international shirts we've seen if i if i recall all three kind of match together with the same design same sort of like template and they've all got an incredible all over i believe it is i'm gonna say it wrong embossed or debossed pattern one or the other but it looks amazing
2: that stitched pattern that they bring into their shirts is amazing as well. The one they had a couple of years ago where they had the the, the the bold white um down the down your um hips, they had the 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 stitched pattern. They they really stood out. They were really I I mean they're quite difficult to get hold of. Those ones if you go to the Jaco website you can get them. But yeah, they're not the easiest to find. But they're, yeah, they're really they've been smashing it for a couple of years now, I think.
0: Patches as well. So, just um, a word of recommendation to any person with Moldavian heritage who might be playing football this weekend, because you're likely to get a call up. When you do, make sure you put lots of Vaseline on your nipples, otherwise, it's going to be serious chafage in what is a good-looking shirt. Yeah, I think we've concluded this week's
4: news. Kid history. Kid history,
0: we haven't made it up. Kid history, kid history, we read it on Wikipedia.
3: This week we are going to Germany for the first time and we're going to go to Wolfsburg. So, the city of Wolfsburg was founded in 1938 to house the workers of the new Volkswagen factory. And just seven years later, VfL Wolfsburg were formed. After shortages due to the war, Bernd Albuskirk, who was a trainer at the club, uh, managed to get his hands on 10 green jerseys. because They were literally the only ones he could find at the time. Uh, and whilst he was looking for the jerseys, the town's residents were actually donating white bedsheets to make the shorts with. Because um, obviously 1945, just shortage of everything. So that's where their green and white shirts come from but I think what's quite interesting about this one is there's a little bit of a role reversal because usually cities and towns you know give their colours to clubs but apparently with this way it was the other way around so because the team had been formed and decided to wear green and white and the city the town or city was only seven years old at the time they ended up actually adopting the colours as their own. Um, And they did that because it also tied in, and because I've just double checked this, Wolfsburg is in Lower Saxony uh, and that's the traditional colours of of that region as well. So it all ties in together. So hopefully there's no controversy on this week's.
2: There's definitely going to be a listener in Germany that's going to tell you that nobody made the shorts for them and that they were just white shorts that they bought from a shop or something and that story's nonsense. Yeah, or, or, yeah, well, probably.
3: <laughs> but like we said before, hey, it, 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 we wouldn't do anything that wasn't fact, would we?
0: No, not at all. Just a quick reminder to all our listeners, this is an entertainment podcast. We hope you're entertained. If the facts aren't right, do your own podcast. <laughs> kid history, kid history. We read it on Wikipedia. Confessions of a Kitman. Confessions of a man. Confessions of a Kitman.
4: Confessions of a Kitman. Kit so this week's story is a little bit different to previous times. Um, obviously we launched our new kits Home and Away for the upcoming season late last week. Um, prior to that, for around a month, we've been hiding the kit in posts on social media. We've been doing little teases that relate to the kit through different social media streams, including the TikTok of Life of a Kitman. Um and basically everyone's now challenged with going and finding these little hidden gems. A bit of a where's Wally type. Go and have a look, see what you can find, bit of a treasure hunt. And around 5 pm on Monday we'll be releasing a video of showing all the different bits and where it was um through the TikTok. So that'll be Life of a Kitman. Around 5pm this evening. Confessions of a Kitman.
1: Confessions of a Kitman.
4: Confessions of a Kitman.
1: So something a little different this week. And we joined forces with a great podcast called At The Bridge Pods. Who are a Chelsea podcast and they wanted to talk to us about all things Chelsea shirts. And of course me being the resident blue on this podcast I was put forward to speak to the lovely chaps over there. And it was a welcome break to be able to talk all things Chelsea which these guys don't normally let me do. And again I know not everyone's going to be a Chelsea fan but we spoke a whole range of things football kit related. So please give it a listen and let us know what you think.
5: football kits are just one of the elements of football i think everyone and anyone can take joy in i mean you don't even have to like watching football to appreciate a good looking kit you know especially recently where we've seen kits from like the 80s and 90s become on-trend fashion staples to sort of wear now now let's say you had an insane one billion to one accumulator it's coming i mean i suppose you're betting on spurs to win a trophy because that has similar odds to that.
1: <laughs> now, no, I would never even do that. Take the money. <laughs> I don't want it. Es- essentially, though,
5: <laughs> money's no object here. What what shirt would you buy to add to your collection?
1: Oh, so any. Uh, hmm. Well, it's funny. I mean, I'm sure like everybody I regularly peruse classic football shirts to have a little look at what they've got going on there. And there's a really interesting. I don't know if anyone remembers him. Sam Dallabona. Uh, yes, Italian midfielder yes. again, late 90s. There's a match worn Dallabona shirt on there at the moment, which really tempts me because it's such a niche name set. Um, which I love. I love those kind of niche players like that. That wouldn't be the one if I had unlimited money though. I think if unlimited money, oh, I would love to have love a Balak match worn. I was a huge, huge Michael Ballack fan. I, lo- I mean, obviously, favourite Chelsea player, you know, you're talking about Lampard players like that, but I just loved Michael Ballack. There was something about him, I thought he'd be brilliant. 100%. Again, just an era of Chelsea in particular that I really loved, and we were a g- really great team then, and he was a great player. And I always remember when he, he deputised for Lampard, he scored two against United back end of one year, and... Uh, yeah, he was great. I'd love a Balak shirt. I think.
5: Yeah, I can't blame you. I mean, for me, I've, if it was money no object, I would go for anything from Kaka, Milan. I would because yeah. I, he's he's that player that everyone knows that I fell in love with football watching, and either when he it's got to be long sleeve, has to be a long sleeve one because it's Kaka, and maybe. One against when he scored that ridiculous goal against Man United when he picked the ball up and just took with it in the Champions League. Was that but, when he
1: kind of juggled past Vidic and Ferdinand? Yeah. He just kind of let them run into each other almost.
5: Yeah, I, I mean that's going to cost me. It's going to cost me a fair bit. I think it was the. I don't think it was a home kit either. I think it was a, a the white away, which is a shame because I want the home kit. But hey, I can't be. T- I can't be a chooser here. I can't just magically make it up. But yeah, it'd, it'd be the. Beauty, or if it was Chelsea related, something Torres because he's kind of, I, I, I yeah. always love Torres, and you know, again, it, I'm trying to think of iconic moments with Torres. In, I would actually pick his the one against Man United, which everyone's going to go, really the miss, but oh, everyone forget. Saying. Everyone talks about the miss, but they forget how good the goal he scored in that game was.
1: Yeah, when it he was chips a horrible moment. Horrible mm. moment that miss, because you felt you felt in that game he'd maybe turned a corner and then yeah. missed.
5: <laughs> thought, everyone oh, no. forgets the goal. That goal is one of the best I've seen. It, I, I'm not just bra- bragging; it is one of the best because it's just a shame it was overshadowed by such a such an unluckiness. Unlucky, we're going with that. The Roman Bramwich era at the club came to an end. 19 years, it's seen 81 kits been made and worn by the squad. And I'm including goalkeeping jerseys in that, but not those random special cup final kits that have the game embroidered on the middle and not kits made that weren't worn in the game. So you're thinking of the Champions League graffiti one. There's a John Terry embroidered one for his final game as well, I discovered doing research for this episode. Yeah, that I didn't. I did not remember that. So 81 made across three brands, Umbro, Adidas and Nike. Four sponsors during that time. Now. How a sponsor looks on a shirt can make or break the aesthetics. Is it a case of the simpler the logo, the better the shirt?
1: I think there is definitely something to be said for that. You know, ultimately, what makes a good shirt isn't always down purely to the design and the aesthetics of it. Mm. Sometimes it is. It can be for various different reasons that a shirt is great. And it could be success on the on the pitch. It could be an iconic moment. I mean, just talking about Torres, like we were there. I thought that eleven twelve third shirt we had when he scored against Barcelona. Immediately, that is an iconic kit just for that moment. And again, with with the sponsors, I think what helps truly is the success the club has with those with those sponsors on the shirts. I think that's what really makes or breaks a sponsor. I think because. Like you said, we've had four different sponsors in the Roman era. And I mean, I'll ask you the question because I know which one I would say, but which sponsor is the one that you least remember? Yokohama. Exactly. That, that's exactly yeah, the one I was hoping you was going to say, because we were pretty rubbish when we had Yokohama <laughs> on the on the shirts, apart from Con- the Conti season, obviously. Yes, of course. But Yokohama, I just, again, it is a busy sponsor, like you said, going back to how simple or elaborate a sponsor is. And it is the busiest one we've had, arguably, apart from three, maybe. But I was never a fan of the Yokohama. And you know why? Because I know we, we do have a bit of a kit history at Chelsea to have red detail in our shirts. But there was too much red on that sponsor for me, for our blue shirts. And, you know, Adidas did try and incorporate red into the shirts to kind of marry that up. But again, the, the sponsor is dictating too much of the design, I think, with that Yokohama sponsor. And again, we were so bad that last Mourinho season with that sponsor. For me, it's, it's by far the, the worst of the four and the one I, I least remember as well.
5: I always remember, think, doing a bit of research. and It was whenever we had red on the kit, we always sacked the manager that year. <laughs> because 2010-11 we had that red colour I weren't, weren't a yeah. fan of that and that was the first time I think we started putting red in our home kit you know I would have I would have ended with one of those questions where it's like can you name how many home kits we've had red on but there was that one there's obviously the 15-16 and I think when we had those weird lines in a couple of years ago when it was white and red it was Hazard's last season I think
1: Uh, yeah yeah I know yeah yeah it's been more prevalent the last couple of years to have red in the shirt. But, it, go, it I mean, we, it does go back a little bit. I think 94 with Glenn Hoddle, we had a red collar on our home shirt, shirt back uh, back in the early 90s. But I, I know there is a bit of heritage there with Chelsea shirts in the red. But I, I don't know what it is, but I just don't like it when we have red on an away shirt, red details, not a red away shirt, but red details, fine. But on the home, I just want it to be blue with white. That's what I want.
5: I do remember when I think whatever the the lion holds, it's a, is it a staff or something? I yeah, should really, yes. I'm trying to think. It's going really far back. Um, that was red. I do remember that, but that's like seventies. So mm. memory's very very faded there. And then the lion was red at one point during the the nineties, I think, when we had Commodore as a sponsor.
1: Yeah, well, the, the the horrible CFC slash Millwall logo that we had for uh... yeah. Yeah,
5: nice. I, yeah. I, I mean, I do love the old school badge, but hey, for me though, simple, all tech sponsors, for me, produce the best looking kit. I mean, I feel Fly Emirates had it down perfectly with their font as well, and it blended in well with our kit colour. You know, Samsung has always been the majority favourite sponsor. Yeah, you, you're you wearing it today, but when I cast my mind back to their debut on our shirt, it was Samsung Mobile from o mm-hmm. five to o eight and is there a Roman era jersey that, for you, the sponsor didn't look right on the shirt at all?
1: I still do not like the three. I just don't, I do not like it. I yeah, think, think that
5: would be not unpopular at all. I don't think anyone liked three. <laughs> no,
1: it's, it's it's huge. It is absolutely huge for a sponsor. It it completely dominates our shirts, which, again, it, it shouldn't, that shouldn't happen. You know, the, the club and the, and the shirt, is the most important thing It's it's chelsea's identity it's what we've been for over a hundred years and the badge at least should dominate the shirt but that that free logo is so invasive and it's it's ugly it's just it's
5: horrible (laughs) the entire shirt doesn't help but the 2021 third kit aka the it faded in the wash crystal palace tribute shirt (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that I mean, that white three logo as well completes it perfectly in the sense of looking just odd. You know, and I, yeah. I just can't get to grips with it in my mind. I mean, I hate it. It's honestly one of those kits that does to my mind what pickles do to my taste buds. It's just gross. But I've got a feeling it's going to become one of them cult classics in the future where people go, oh, do you remember that awful kit? Love that one. I, I just mean,
1: it, it, could, it could. I mean, it could go the way of, again, going back to the 90s when we had that, you know, the graphite and tangerine which is one yeah. of my favourite ever Chelsea shirts. Oh, dear. Um, which has now become a cult classic, but people didn't like <laughs> it at the time. But that that third shirt, I think that is the worst Chelsea shirt of all time, that 2021 third shirt. I mean, I
5: know it was kind of the the, the style of that era, but you saying that, the 95, 96, we had, obviously, that we, when, when kits weren't refreshed every year, uh, we had that orange away kit, but we also had an orange goalkeeper kit. Yes, which is I know that,
1: exactly the one that it's, you, you
5: I, know I, know. it's just one of them where you look at it and go, oh, my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know. It was just, it was, I think of, was it Georges Campos, the goalkeeper, used to wear some incredible, brightly coloured kits when he was a keeper and striker. Um, it, it was kind of something I can imagine him in.
1: It's, see, we had the great Dimitri Karin in that that goalkeeper kit with his with his Matalan tracksuit bottoms and that, <laughs> that fluorescent orange number
5: oh yeah um, see I love
1: those the funkier the better they're great but I just can't see that third shirt from the other uh, year going down the same uh, way
5: I don't think I'd want to wear that on a night out it's <laughs> <laughs> gather attention very quick I mean if we go 180 from here from sponsors that didn't look right to sponsors that fit perfectly you know I, I've got to nominate 15-16 away kit with Yokohama tyres, you know, we do forget yeah. that sponsor, but as an aesthetically pleasing shirt, you've got the red and blue hoop on each sleeve, along with the blue logo, and, and the red Yokohama Y, it works so well, you know, and on that note, which jersey do you feel looked the best due to
1: the sponsor? I, uh, yeah, I do agree with you, that 15-16, like I said, the colours match up brilliantly with the, with the sponsor and also I'm just having a little look now Yokohama to their credit it does look like they were willing to change the logo color depending on what shirt they're on which you know shows a willingness to fit in with the shirt which mm-hmm. I don't I I, I like that because not all sponsors do that it's something that Samsung did really well as well they they were always happy to change the color of their logo the
5: gold match, the gold match,
1: yeah Oh. Blue, white, we had all different ones. Orange, an orange Samsung logo, mm-hmm. yellow. So, you know, I like that flexibility that they, they will think about how the shirt looks and not just be pretty concrete with, with their sponsor. But in terms of sponsors, it just works perfectly on a shirt. I think we'll have to go back to Fly Emirates. At 0405, we had a, a black and silver kit. I think it was the kit we wore when we beat, when we played Barcelona that uh, in the away legate. Um, uh, before we beat them four two at Stamford Bridge, and I, could, I think of Kesman, Arion, Robin, Damien Duff in this black shirt, and we had the Fly at sponsor, and again they 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 made it silver to match the details of the shirt, hmm. and it's just it looks brilliant. I think, like you said, the font is and the sponsor is great anyway, but to have it silver on the black and match all the other silver details, it, yeah, really nice.
5: Yeah, I, I mean, for me, when I think back. I do love that that third kit from that exact Ooh. season. The black, blue stripe down the middle, the faded oh, I... obviously with Fly Maritz. the blue logo. Ah, oh, ah. Oh.
1: That, that year, oh four, oh five. The home is fairly basic, but I think that was Zola's last season. No, was it? It wasn't Zola's last season, was it? It was the year before, or just before that. But yeah, yeah that, that that shirt. That was such an exciting time as a Chelsea fan. You know, Roman had just come in we had this huge investment of of players and it was so exciting. I remember, you know, as a young young teenager, finally Chelsea were being linked and being able to buy some of these players that United and Arsenal were always being linked to in previous years. And those kits, they just remind me of such an exciting time. And that third shirt that you said, the white with the stripes down the middle, that is the one shirt I would love to see a manufacturer, whether that be Nike or whoever Chelsea go to next, to kind of remake that as a modern version of a, of a third or away shirt, because I think it's it's so good, that third shirt.
5: I'm happy to be correct as well. One of the most beautiful ones is obviously the season of 1213, where it's the gold one. Now, I believe people think it's gold because of the Champions League win. It's because of the Olympics, isn't it? Am I right? I'm not sure. I don't know that, actually. I always, I was always led to believe it was because of the London Games, and it was gold for that reason. I, that's, that's what I've always run with. To, I've
1: always believed that. I always just assumed it was, you know, to celebrate the Champions League win. But then, what we do know about kit manufacturing, that kit would have been designed and, and manufactured a long time before the Champions League. Exactly. Win. So yeah, yeah, you're probably right.
5: I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll do. I have to keep doing some more research on it, but I'm certain it is because <laughs> of that. Now. Which Chelsea jerseys come to your mind when you think of that correlation between season performance and jersey?
1: Again, if we're talking about shirts that have been made by an an occasion, going back to when we were talking about Torres, that 11-12 third shirt, I can't really remember the reception to it at the time. It's white with a yellow band and darker blue uh, strip across the shoulders and collar. And I don't think it was, you know, adored on, on release. It's certainly a different style of Chelsea shirt. But as soon as Torres scored that goal, obviously, we all remember Gary Neville's commentary to knock Barcelona out and get us to the final. That shirt immediately became one of the iconic Chelsea shirts, I think, especially in the Roman era. You know, it was such a backs against the wall, almost typical Chelsea performance. You know, grit, John Terry, all the adversity we had in that game and we we came out on top and... Yeah, Torres scoring that goal at the new Camp in that shirt immediately made that shirt a, a go-to, I think, and it's actually a really hard one to find in in good condition.
5: I, I mean, I'm looking at it now, and I'm I don't think I would have looked at that and gone, "Whoa, that's that yeah. a, that's an iconic shirt." But it became iconic for an exact moment from you know Gary Neville. The, oh, we love we love that moment. For me, Torres paid 100 million. If he'd, if he'd have cost that much back for that. Now, two do come to my mind for the wrong reasons, sadly. I mean, first into that infamous hall of shame, it's it's fifteen sixteen home kit. Strong dislike from me for this kit because what a tragedy of a season.
1: I completely agree with you. You know, this is shocking. This is the only Chelsea shirt of, of from about twenty years that I don't own. Wow. I can't, I'll
5: do it. I can't I, do it. I mean I mean I'll be on I'll be nice here. The fifteen sixteen away kit. Still a horrific season, but like we, we talked about it positively earlier, how it works so well. That's a lovely kit. And is, the 15, yeah. 16 third shirt, I love that because I remember Pato scoring and I love Pato. <laughs> you know, having a little bit of AC Milan roots in me and everything. I will never ever cruel about that guy. Yeah, he got injured. That was kind of unfortunate the story of his career. He still scored and he has decent goals per game ratio for us. (laughs) And I really hope he does well for Orlando, but I'd have Pater on the back of that. No problem. We finished 10th in the league. We won 12 games that campaign. Stoke were more. Right, I I mean, I'll be honest. I'm not a a collar person and I don't do collars and I don't do buttons. It's not my thing and I get why people adore them. And if you want to wear that Particular 1516 kit. Fair play. I can't. I, I couldn't, though. It was almost like weird polo shirt as well. And it's just bad memories. I mean, the second one as well. I do have a, another Hall of Shame one. It's it's 9 home kit. Again, it has a collar. So that's not why, I promise. Two moments and they're both <laughs> Champions League related. Of course they are. You know, the infamous semi-final, which was a, a disgrace. And I'm having flashbacks now of Balak and Drogba with the referee again. Ugh, make mm-hmm. it stop. Painful. But it's the 08 final in the rain in Moscow. Classic marketing right there to release a kit before the last competitive game of the season. And it's going to be forever remembered for the pain in the Champions League. Pain in the mm-hmm. rain and also pain against the team from Spain. And there's one more that I'll throw into the ring, which I'd never do because it is a pure work of art. And it should be framed and never just thrown around. It's 2019, 2024 kit worn in just a single game, an FA Cup third-round tie against uh, Nottingham Forest, newly promoted Nottingham Forest. Uh, it was brought out to commemorate 50 years from our first FA Cup win. Now, if you like ASMR videos, you're going to love this because I'll describe it. The main sponsor, is blued out. The Nike tick, blued out. The badge is a beautiful, striking gold, an exact replica of the badge that we wore in. 1970 against Leeds. I don't think kits get better than that. Has sponsorship spoilt the chance of any modern era jersey ever becoming iconic? Would you say like the ones of the 80s and the 90s?
1: Um, See, I would say no, actually. Because, yeah, we don't like it when sponsors are invasive. We don't like it when they take over a shirt and they look ugly. Definitely not. But, like I said, you know, coming away from Chelsea slightly, some of the most iconic football shirts... Have a, a huge part of that is, is the sponsor. I mean, just thinking about Napoli and, of course, their famous Mars sponsor when Maradona was at Napoli. That Mars sponsor is up there as probably the best sponsor of all time, I would say. Um, so, yeah, it can really add, add to a shirt, you know, in terms of design and in terms of the memories on, on the pitch. I, I mean, Serie is... Serie A is great for that, especially in the 90s. I mean, you had... Uh, Motta across the AC Milan shirt you mm-hmm. had P- Pirelli at Inter which was 20 years partnership it's, yeah. it's so strange to see an Inter Milan shirt without Pirelli on, on the front and I, I think, I think in those cases those shirts are massively enhanced by the sponsors with that
5: we, we have come to the end as always you can find us on Twitter Instagram if you do not already follow us and just search at, at the bridge pod so till next time that is us signing
3: off So, yeah, I uh, I listened to the the episode myself, actually, Tom. I'm not going to lie. The idea of listening to 51 minutes of a Chelsea podcast was painful. And I thought it was time I'm never going to get back. But it was actually really, really good. I think that... The pod itself seems really good. Um, I just just enjoyed it. I mean, whether or not I'll go back and listen to a Chelsea pod week in, week out, I don't know. But I think I will call in now and again. And anybody else listening, obviously, is the at the bridge pod. You should definitely do so. And there was some top kit chat on there. And one of the things you spoke about quite a lot was sponsors, which takes us into our quiz this week. So. I've got a quiz for all three of you and the the, the way it's going to work is I'm going to give you the subject and you're going to keep going until you're all out, basically. So the way this is going to work is if you don't get all the answers, we're bringing shame upon ourselves. So the subject is sponsors and specifically sponsors that have been worn on the shirts in Champions League finals. So this goes obviously all the way back to 92. You can have the winning team or the runner up any variations of a sponsor are allowed as well but it has to have been worn in the final the only thing you can't do is say that somebody was unsponsored because that's not not getting one uh so what i think i'll do uh, i've gone a bit power mad so i'm just gonna get to choose who goes first uh and because we always pick on him i'm gonna let scott go first i think we'll go scott tom ad so when when you're ready boys sharp yep samsung yep
1: emirates I'll
3: let you have that technically it's fly, fly emirates, emirates yeah that with. that's good which which has a little little note on that one that has been used five times in the final which is joint most anyway back to scott
0: Continental. yep t-mobile yep used four times that's what i was gonna go for um Arslan, have Barcelona ever win it wearing Qatar Airways? No, UNICEF. Oh, Qatar Airways, yeah, Qatar Airways I'm going to go for. And then UNICEF. <laughs> yeah,
3: we'll go, we'll, go, we'll go Qatar Airways. Who Wait likes?
0: a minute. I want a VAR check on that. Both right my answers. I've just given you a freebie. UNICEF?
3: Yes.
4: What?
1: Um,
0: Jeep. Yep, twice. Scott isn't it. it nope. oh, so me? Oh, sorry, uh, Sony. <laughs> I knew you were going to go for that after. He well, he said, said cheap, you... didn't he? So you yeah. got the old grey matter going, yeah. Opal.
3: Yep, joint most times in a final with five. Really, that many?
1: I was going to go for Opal. <laughs> Instead, I will have to go for
3: O2. 2 Washington- he's got it. Yes. So after, after O2, that means there are still 21 different sponsors that have been won in finals. We've got 21 to go. There's still 21 more, yeah. I'm not going to lie, Scott, I don't think we're going to get through all 21.
0: <laughs> Ix weren't still TDK, were they? That's me thinking out loud, of course. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we so need I another Marseille. I in. didn't say it as my answer. And um, you're not saying sponsorless. So I can't say Marseille sponsors, even though Panasonic that season. Both wouldn't be acceptable answers in that. Well, that scenario, and that they. obviously counts out like Real Madrid <laughs> as well. The... I just, I'm just rechecking rechecking the, the rules. Um, standard chart. Yeah. Three times A- in the final. AIG. A-O-G. Twice?
2: Don't take the other one. (laughs) This
1: is
3: painful. Three. (laughs) Ah, There we go. I was waiting for that one. A-I-A. Yep. There are still some surprisingly big ones in here that I'm surprised no one's gone for yet.
1: I've got a really
2: risky one lined up. But I've got a risky one as well, but I can't. Carlsberg's got to be one.
3: Yeah, twice. Yeah. Pfft.
2: That was the 3-3, wasn't it? Liverpool. That was Carlsberg, right? Yeah. Then two years later, they lost in 07, didn't they? Oh, and it was still Carlsberg. There we go.
3: Yeah. Uh, um. This is horrible. Really horrible. The pressure. Oh, I I think soon we're going to have to push you for an okay. answer, Tom. Uh, is it as
1: As-ball? aspen, aspen,
3: As-ball? The Leverkusen sponsor? Uh, nope, that's incorrect. Out.
0: At least
2: we
3: can go out now. We're not the <laughs> <Yeah>. first. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you keep going with me, and Scott. Yep, go on then. So you keep going, Eddie. Pirelli. Yep.
2: The worst bit is I've got the shirts in my head and I can't think of the sponsors.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> you had about six of those.
3: Because <laughs> <laughs> it's a podcast and it only works on audio, Tom, you need to sing for 30 seconds every time now. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got one then, Scott, or are you, or are you bowing out? Where's he gone? He's disappeared.
2: i do not even I, I'm trying to think of this. like I've got the teams in my head, but it's like that stupid game when they blur out the sponsor and you just completely go blank.
3: So there are still 15 more to choose from. Really? 15? 15. Uh, a few of them are quite obscure and it would take a really good memory to get them. A couple of them, I think when we read the rest out at the end, I think you'll all be kicking yourself.
2: So Aon isn't one. Aon A-A-A-Aon is one, yep. Oh. M- can you imagine I didn't get the three Man United ones? That would have been ridiculous.
0: ABN, Ambro.
3: Yep, twice.
0: Fresh straight. I've got three more, I think. Brilliant. You can give up if you want, mate. Good
2: answer.
0: And I gave you one of your answers, Scott. You wouldn't even be here if I hadn't given you one earlier.
2: I think, I, think I'm, I can't even. So we've got what? 13 more? So let's have a look what we've got
3: left. So we've still got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8,
2: 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 more sponsors. Yep. And how many of them do you think are, how many kicking themselves have we got left?
3: I think there is a minimum of five, maybe six kick yourselves. Making me feel much better, Mike. Thank you. What about Siemens? <laughs>
0: no,
3: nope, that's not on the list. So have no. you got any more, AD? I think that seals a victory if you can get a winning answer now.
0: I was going to say, uh, which order to go in? I've got two, but uh, Trivago was one of mine. And D plus. <laughs> I think I won anyway. Ne- oh. neither, of the, neither of those are in the final. So, so but Scott it... was wrong first. So, Yes. yes. no, It's the same right? <laughs> can, can I it's say which other ones I have?
3: Right, go on then. What, what do you think, Tom? Was Azerbaijan Land of Fire one of them? It, it was just Azerbaijan, from what I could see from the sponsor. But Azerbaijan was oh, one of athletic. them. Atlético. <laughs> and have we got any more? Uh, was it uh, FedCom? Was Monaco? Was it FedCom? Was Monaco? Yeah. If only <sighs> what was you Real could've...
2: Madrid in two thousand? Is it Taka?
3: yeah oh. that
2: time to remember that
3: i'll go i'll go through the list for you so basically we as well as sony we did also have sony Disc that was used twice so i counted that as a different sponsor
0: because that's I about say how many me. times a minidisc was used as well to be fair so. yeah
3: <laughs> I, use, I
2: used mine every day for two years after everybody else stopped all right that, um, so that's, that's harsh though i would have put them down you said variants that's surely a variant No, no, I said
3: said variations on sponsors are allowed.
2: Oh, okay, yeah. But
3: but anyway, so just to run through them then, yeah, we had Sony Mini Minidisc, Teca, Terramitica, which was the Valencia, won two years in a row. The Biolady cousin was RWE. Uh, Juventus also made it there with a Tamoil sponsor. We had Revigres, which was Porto. Uh, AC Milan in 2007 was B-Win. We had Dortmund. Oh, man. (laughs) <laughs> Dortmund I think in 2012 was iconic. Uh we had Atletico Madrid's other appearance was in plus 500 and then the ones I'm really surprised by we had Man City in Etihad and we also had PSG in a live limited or ALL.
0: You forget those last team-made finals, don't you? In Venice. I f- uh, the, the B win. Should have got that. Yeah, we should have got that.
2: <laughs> but AD what did you did you not say AII or something?
0: Yeah, that was Spurs when they lost to Liverpool when it? it was AIA. Or oh, something like see, that, I,
2: I, I that was I misinterpreted because yeah, it's Accor Limit, Limited something, isn't it? It's A-L-L. Yeah,
0: apparently yeah.
2: It, it's Accor Live Limited or ALL. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I should really have paid more attention because I should. It, I would. I thought Aided said that one. I didn't know the Tottenham one. If uh, if
3: you enjoyed that, we can always bring it back for a for another one. Something equally as painful, maybe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'd like yeah, to do it, it again. Maybe
1: not on the hottest day of the year, but I would like to
0: do it again. <laughs> Let's move swiftly on. Room one hundred and one. Can rhyme every time? I'm a poet, and I don't know it. I give up. An absolute of disgrace. I am flabbergasted. Analyze it till the coach come on Shocking. I am. I am disgusted with it.
6: Hi guys, this is Chester, aka Sustainable Arc, on Twitter, and what i'd like to put into room 101 are people who wear fitted or tight 90s shirts the shirts and the cut of the shirts were meant to be baggy there's no reason that you should be wearing uh, a skin fit tight shirt unless maybe it's kappa uh, with with sleeves that go down to your elbows and have it be tight it makes no sense You should not be getting your size. You should not be sizing down. You should size up one size. Two sizes, maybe that's a bit excessive, but the point of the jerseys back then was for them to be baggy and to be worn that way. That is the way they're cut. That is the way they're made. Wear them bigger. So I'd like to submit that for Room 101.
0: Chester, I've seen you tweet this before. It's probably going to go the same way. Mike, kick off.
3: Well, I'm not quite going to kick off about it, but I, as Chester will know already, this is not a point I agree with. As somebody who is five foot eight and weighs about 10 and a half stone when I'm soaking wet, a small from the 90s looks like a large on me. So there is no way on earth I'm going to wear an XL and look like Michael Owen did on his Liverpool debut because, quite frankly, he looked ridiculous. So for me, this is a a big, fat no. I I buy my shirts to fit me, not skin tight. I wouldn't wear a 90s shirt skin tight, but I would definitely wear it to fit. Yeah,
1: I'm with Mike. I'm another resident of Hobbiton, so smalls and mediums is is my go-to. And yeah, I'm actually a bit jealous of the people that can wear the XL and L. Ninety shirts in particular because they're way more common, and I wish I could buy them and, and wear them more freely. But yeah, it's not—it's not fun looking like a tent. It's not big. It's not clever.
2: Eddie, what are you saying? Looks like I'm going against the union again this week.
0: Yeah, I wear what looks good now, so I'm not too bothered about having the most baggy of shirts when I go out to Waitrose to do my my shopping at deli counter, and then wander back to Majestic on the way home to to pick up my wines, and then. Yeah, go home and chip the gardener and the cleaner I'm, I i don't really care about having a baggy shirt
2: I can appreciate what he's saying in terms of I, I, I wouldn't size up to make it baggy but I think if you're a medium I would buy a medium shirt and if it is baggy or because it's a 90s shirt I'm okay with it but yeah I wouldn't size up to make it baggy but I had a friend that um, hit puberty and went to the gym and thought he was a bit buff so he used to buy it. He was definitely not a small man's. We're talking 2000s, total 90 era. And instead of buying the, the shirt that fit him, he'd buy a small man's. So that he thought he looked ripped. But the reality was he just looked like he'd bought a T-shirt too small. So I can kind of appreciate what, what Chester is saying. But yeah, I wouldn't size up if you're a medium, buy a medium. If it's baggies and it's 90s, yeah, you can rock it if that's what you think it looks but by the
0: same, by the same logic that Chester's used then, so if you're saying you need to buy size up and buy a baggy shirt in the 90s, I mean, if you're buying a Kappa 99, 2006 sort of shirt, you need to go skin fit. Is that right? It's the same logic, isn't it? And I'm definitely not doing that, not by choice.
3: Even the small cappers from the early 2000s are actually a little bit loose on me. So I can't, not only can I not bear to bag, go baggy on the 90s, but I'm baggy on the cappers as well.
2: Mike, you must be the only person that can put a Kappa shirt on and it doesn't look painted on. <laughs> I think I am. It, it, you know, it's one of
3: those things like when I, when I flick through Twitter and I see people going, oh, size up, size up. Oh, what are you talking about size up? Jesus Christ. And that's what, like, I see people that oh, are like modern Charlie shirts. so are like size up, size up. I'm, I have never had to size. No, like I have one shirt where I've had to size up purely because I didn't realize it was in European sizes when I bought it and, I, and it happened to, to fit right. But yeah, it's it's not, I, I just, I don't buy in. If I'm honest with you, this goes deeper for me because I don't buy into the whole size up here, size up there thing. Oh,
0: 100%. I, uh, that's for another week, Mike. I will, uh, yeah. Well, I
2: was just about to say, do you know what we should put in room 101 is companies that can't make their shirts the same size year in, year out and don't <laughs> offer free delivery. So, because you have to order three of the shirts because you can never tell what chest size is going to show up. And see, that that's the beauty of it. With the 90s, you don't need to because you know it's not going to fit you. It's going to be too big anyway. <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs> what do you think of um, New balance size in Scotland?
2: It's all right for some.
0: Right, let's go round. Uh, Mike? Nope, it's not Get going in. No. Nope. Tom? No, not for me. Sorry, Chester. Scott? Yeah, put it in. Chester? Admire you as a man. except accept your gun laws. But this isn't going in, the bin. There's a.
2: You realise there's a theme here. That's the second week in a row you Southern people have all gone against, in my opinion. <laughs> this podcast is... Beep.
1: And if you agree with Scott, please let us know, either on Twitter or on the Spotify app <laughs> or wherever you listen to this podcast, because all <laughs> feedback helps, even if you're
0: a disgruntled, angry man like Scott is thanks tom yes that's it for another week we look forward to joining you next week when we discuss even more new releases but hopefully it's a little bit cooler a new milk was a bad choice